thank you very much for joining us today. So before we go ahead, can we find out more about you? Feel free to introduce yourself, Alexi and Floran. And I think it's quite interesting for us to hear what was your career journey before you went both into the world of metaverse and NFT. So Alexi, we can maybe start with you. Yes, with pleasure. Hello. My career started uh, a long while ago, actually, more than 20 years ago, and it started with the with the video games. So in a way, I've been preparing myself <laughs> for uh, being in the metaverse today um, because as a teenager, I used to play a lot video games, just like you know most of the uh, the boys of my uh, of my generation. And more than that, I really wanted to work in the game industry, to design games, to program games, which I was already doing as a you know as a hobby. And so I've worked with uh, 3D more than games most of my life, mm-hmm. and I saw the progress that. Uh, computers were making in terms of uh, rendering reality, uh, in terms of, of uh, aesthetics and, and technical capabilities for, uh, for graphical rendering. But at the same time, what uh, kept, I think, uh, people's attentions and, and, and more than attention, you know, you know gamers' uh, uh, engagement is the uh, immersion, the excitement of being in a different world and i think that games were really one of the first medium to to be entirely about that and even today where the technology is very different much more advanced than 20 years ago i think what remained at core very important is that kind of experience that you get whenever you play a great game uh, that you will remember for for a long time and so now we are talking about the metaverse which mm-hmm. you know nobody has seen yet but games are already you know the, the first movers in that space and a couple of years ago i heard about fashion brands starting to use uh, 3d as a tool to design their collections and for me it clicked immediately and i realized that there would from that moment where brands would would design their collection in 3d from that moment where uh, digital twins would be available for 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 brands. It would create a lot of opportunities. So that's how I I started working uh, in that space of digital fashion, virtual fashion, uh, which is now also very close to the to the metaverse. Because when we live online through the representation of an avatar, we need to dress up that avatar, right? So we need yeah. we need garments. And so that's how I that's how my journey evolved until until now where i'm really you know at the frontier between the real world uh, symbolized yes. by the fashion space and the metaverse symbolized by by the games and you are the managing director of skin vaders can you tell us w- what you do and yes. what skin vaders is about yeah absolutely so skin vaders is a is a company that bridges the gap between the fashion brands and the metaverse Actually, which actually helps the brand to execute their strategy for the metaverse. Fashion brands are not really technically oriented in terms of technology. And, and the game world and the fashion world have been ignoring each other for a very long time. But now they're curious about each other because they see the opportunity. 
so for the, the, the fashion brands, for example, it's the opportunity of reaching out to a, a totally new audience, a younger audience, and a huge audience as well. Yes. Um, and that's exactly Skinvader's role as being an expert, both in the fashion world. Uh, we have advisors that uh, work for brands. We were able to get in touch with the, uh, the most famous brands because we know them and we know how they work. But internally, the people who work at Skinvaders uh, are also experts in, uh, in the game industry. They've worked like me for a very long time in the game industry. So they know how to create interactive uh, content. They know how to create immersive experiences. And that's really our, our positioning. We, we have a tech platform that allows the brands to, um, to distribute their collection in as many games, as many metaverses as possible. It's very interesting what you are saying. I mean, I am completely new to this world. I follow it only as someone in the fashion industry, someone who is very curious about the latest development. But also recently I was listening to a podcast with Boston Consulting Group and uh, one of the partners there who said her eight-year-old son wanted to buy a Balenciaga skin. And uh, mm -hmm. she was like, it's my eight-year-old son who doesn't have a clue about fashion. He's eight and he wanted to spend money on getting the skin and that's when I understood that this is actually an important area and it can be something for us to look into. Absolutely. Floran, could you tell us about your own career journey and uh, you are the founder of InRift and what you do at InRift? Yeah, sure. Uh, before presenting me, uh, just to, to um, about what you say about Gen Z buying uh, Balenciaga skin, I think the younger generation today will experience first a digital buy than a physical buy in, in a shop. The first experience with fashion in a Gen Z will be in a digital space and not in a physical place like we have known uh, in our generation. It's like kind of Alexi, I, I, I'm working for 10 years now and I've always been working in a tech company. So uh, ad tech first and then in fintech. But in the team, we are we all come from the video game uh, ecosystem. Uh, some of the people in the team have been uh, semi-pro semi players. And we have been in this ecosystem for a long time. We have been playing a lot of competitive games. And uh, as Alex mentioned, the skin in all kind of video games is kind of very important. It's like your digital identity. And uh, for, for gamers, it's kind of very important. And uh, as Alexi, we, we noticed that for a few years now, uh, big brands are considering a video game as a new distribution channel in a way yes. or communi communication channel. And it was like some individual initiative a few years ago. And since uh, 2021, I think we see the volume increase in terms of number of brands that want to go into uh, video games or metaverse uh, in a broader sense. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why we decided to create in Rift. So we are several people and some of them come from traditional fashion ecosystem, meaning they are clothes designer. And one point that was missing today uh, to us is that the utility behind the digital asset. So we, we want to help brand 
to, as Alexi mentioned, merge this gap between uh, physical and digital. So add them to create some digital collection, but that are linked to something in the real world. So we started in Rift uh, for that purpose. For someone who, let's say, has no idea about NFT, Metaverse, how can you, what is NFT? What is Metaverse? What is digital fashion? Can you just explain to us in, in rather simple terms? And of course, already from your introduction, I can mm -hmm. already find out a lot, but what is NFT? Yeah, to, to say it very basically, an NFT is just uh, uh, an authenticity certificate uh, mm -hmm. for digital assets. So uh, digital assets can be an image, video, computer code, music, whatsoever. So an NFT is just uh, the technical thing that allows to say that this particular digital asset, uh, the owner is that person. So it's just uh, an authenticity certificate kind of. I see. And metaverse, there is a lot of definition, but metaverse, I think it's just a term to, 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 uh, to explain uh, a digital space. We are already in some metaverse for, if you take LinkedIn, for instance, it's, yes. it's a metaverse in, its, in, a, in, a, in a way. So it just dis describes a digital space where users interact between each other. It's really surprising because uh, this space, this whole concept of... Uh digital environments, virtual environments, digital assets as well, has evolved a lot, very heavily in the past couple of years. But there's also another like, you know, deeper kind of progression that we've seen along the last maybe two decades, mm -hmm. where now more than ever, games are online, usually multiplayers. And they became to be the place where people go and hang out. I'm generalizing and not every yes. game fall into that category. But the most popular ones are the ones where if you're a boy or a girl of know, 12, 15, and maybe older now, even because the more time goes by and, and the older the average gamer uh, gets, uh, let's not forget about that either. Those people, they tend to meet their friends online, whether it's uh, on uh, Snapchat, on TikTok, on Instagram, or in actual video games. So the power that now those platforms have also comes come from that fact, the fact that it gather, they can gather a huge audience and an audience that doesn't have any limitation in terms of uh, geographic presence, in terms of... Uh, ethnicity, in terms of uh, country, language, whatever, it, it really, uh, it brings people together and not only to play and compete against one another, but also to just hang out and discuss, uh, create as well, mm -hmm. uh, sell and buy. I see. Um, so to me, that's, that's uh, you know, that's, that's where the metaverse is coming from, is that it's, it's a place that is persistent online and where people go and engage into a lot of different activities, but which are more uh, or less, but rather more social than anything else. Um, and it's really interesting because, I mean, everybody agrees uh, to say that the metaverse, we don't know yet what it is. But if you look at 
the development of the web of the web the development of a web 1.0 and then web 2.0 and user generated content and the rise of the biggest platforms like youtube facebook myspace before that etc you see a kind of a trend right where everything gets bigger and bigger yes and at the same time not even 10 like maybe 15 20 years ago we also that you know the world will become this kind of digital village and there would be a, a single culture there will be a single way of thinking we talked uh non-stop about globalization yes but actually the reality for me is, is very different of course there are common trends and there are common traits uh in there but more than ever that digital village has allowed people to also gather in smaller communities around uh, smaller threats about music taste, about fashion taste, about, I don't know, whatever. But because everything is connected, they are able to find the other people around the globe that have the same uh, hobbies, that have the same uh, uh, taste, and they don't have to worry about uh, not finding people to play this or that game or not finding people who like that specific uh, you know band from i don't know where that a uh, few people know about it's possible when you go online and when you engage uh, into that conversation in the metaverse you know whatever the real meaning is and that's really um, that's really exciting because it's uh, it's completely new yes so as you as you both are talking there are two comments that pop into my head and i would say questions one is because I'm not Gen Z, I'm not, I'm going to be 44, so I can't be considered in that young generation that much. But at the same time, whenever I, I hear about digital village or us meeting just digital versions of ourselves in a digital world, I immediately think, well, it's not real. I am meeting them, but it's not real. What would you say about that? I think for, for the younger generation that is born with a kind of an iPad in their hand, yes. it is the real world. It is the real world to meet uh, people online and it becomes very natural to them. It's like after school, they are meeting on, uh, on Fortnite or what, whatever the game, like Alexi mentioned. Uh, and then during the day, uh, they can catch up uh, in real life about the experience uh, they got into Fortnite or the concerts they did on Fortnite. So even it's it's tempting to say that it's not natural for, for this generation. As you mentioned earlier, uh, the, the first purchasing they did was a digital one for most of them. So it's like very natural for them to uh, experience some digital thing and then uh, in real life exchange on it with, with their friends or whatsoever. And what will be the role, my second question was in my head as you were talking, what will the role of fashion be in this type of world? I know we are seeing already Balenciaga skins, uh, different brands getting into the digital gaming and so on. But where do you see the role of fashion? I think that fashion has a, has a very important role to play in that space. First, because fashion brands are very recognizable, they're very desirable. And so as soon as you move from an entertainment point of view to a more 
consumer-oriented point of view. People want to see the brands that they like in the real life. They want to have their, the same references in the virtual space because otherwise you are lost again and you have to find out what are the new references and you you know who to trust and blah, blah, blah. So it's easier to kind of refer back to what you know in real life in the virtual mm -hmm. space because it makes you feel more comfortable and it saves time. I see. The problem is that fashion brands are totally, well, not anymore, but are quite absent from, from that. They've started to engage with games, with the metaverse, but still at a rather slow pace. But I really believe that this is going to change and they should know that the players are expecting them to be there, to be wherever they are. And actually, when they are online, the, the fashion brands should be online as well. And the other very important uh, factor is the fact that online we're represented by an avatar. Yes. Even on Instagram, when I post pictures of myself, it's, you know, it's only pictures of myself, it's not me. So it doesn't make a difference if actually that me is not in photo, but is a 3D avatar in a video game. And I can have even more fun uh, dressing up my 3D avatar in a game than I have in the morning whenever I, I need to, uh, to dress up and, and choose the, the clothes that I will wear for the day. Uh, and that's very important because online, you don't have the same kind of limitations. You can be whoever you want as, a, as an avatar and you can dress up however you want. So brands not only should be present as an extension of what they are to the real me in the virtual space, but that they should also uh, like anticipate uh, my desire to be somebody else in the virtual space by providing very different options for the virtual world. And we haven't seen that yet. So I think, you know, it will, we will need a bit more time but we're, we're going that direction, that's for sure. Maybe to complete what Alexis said, I think uh, when you ask me uh, about the digital space, I think when, when you start to talk with a younger generation about, about all this topic, uh, you realize that there is no like physical world and, and digital world. It's like the same thing for them. It's, yeah. it's, it, it's just their world uh, mixed with physical and digital thing. So as Alexis said, when you, you like a brand and when they like a brand, there is a, a lake today where brands are not completely covering all the space they are enjoying on a daily basis, meaning that you can buy a physical uh, T-shirt or whatsoever. But then when it comes to the physical, to, to the digital place, there is nothing for most of the brand. So that's why for those generation, brands are missing a part of their life. It's very interesting, very, very interesting. And I obviously I understand what you mean when you talk about the younger generation and how it's all one for them. And let's say if a fashion brand wants to get into this area, what is it that they should know? It's not an easy, it's not an easy step to take, but I think it's more or less, uh, you know, unavoidable uh, in the near future. And it's not easy because uh, whenever you want to do something uh, in the virtual world, in the metaverse or in games, whatever, you're talking about the very different technical expertise. So people, they're, they're not used to fashion brands. They don't have internally that kind of expertise. So they are forced in a way 
to work with uh, other uh, other companies and to mm -hmm. collaborate and it's a, it becomes a matter of uh, understanding each other's world and it can be difficult because by reading or hearing about all the nice collaborations that happen like you talked about uh, Fortnite and Balenciaga uh, we can talk about uh, Nike and Roblox there are you know many many but every time this is the fruit of a collaboration between different universe different technical expertise and you have to manage uh, expectations about what is possible, the, the right timing, uh, how much uh, it is going to cost, uh, etc. So, for example, in skin veters, we have to to be careful about okay, what do you really want to do, and and what are the reasons why you're interested uh, in the metaverse? Because uh, brands are very have the tendency to you know to, to to work on the PR side of things and for a reason because the rhythm of the collections the rhythm of the fashion calendar is very uh, it, it's a it's fast paced they don't have the time to think about you know what uh, about a year long collaboration no they want something for the next uh, three months four months maybe six months at most so everything has to be put in context it's not that it's good it's not that it's bad it's uh, it's a different way of working, and even for us, we you know we have to 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 keep in mind a different perspective on uh, what does it mean to create this campaign in that game for, for uh, that specific collection. We have to think about you know half of our brain is thinking like a, a fashion brand, and the other half is thinking like a, a game developer almost. I see. And uh, if I wanted to hire you as a fashion brand owner. How do I work with you? But I think it, it's interesting because uh, uh, in Rift and Skinvaders has a, have a very complementary uh, expertise. So right now we see brands coming are interested by games or by NFTs or both, and we really saw the evolution of that kind of uh, uh, desire or request in the past uh, in the past couple of years. So maybe until. The end of 2020, everything was about games. Mm -hmm. uh, you know how to be present in that game, how to distribute my collection, this as a game, etc. And we still have that kind of request. But 2021 was really the year of NFT campaigns. Uh, we saw huge new collections being released. Yeah. We see we saw huge uh, fundraise acquisition, etc. So this, that space became really crazy. And we saw more and more brands also engaging with uh, the concept of NFTs, doing their own collections, etc. So now we see brands often uh, asking us about what to do in that game and what to do as an NFT, how to release a, an NFT collection. And I think we almost have the same um, type of questions to dig deeper and understand where are they coming from, what, what are the objectives that they're trying to do, uh, and what are what are they trying to achieve by doing this or that in a game or or as an NFT? And then it's a it's an ongoing process. It's something that you know that you start at some point, and that you try to to keep as a close relationship because that's how it works. the the space The spaces are so different that it's not something that you can uh, do in three months and then that's it and you forget about it. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. The, the first thing that we do when a brand contacts us, just make sure that they, they understand what's going into NFT means. And we re-explain that it's about uh, the community and to change the way they approach their customer. And instead of talking about customer, it's talking about a community. And uh, then we explain them how to, how to create this community, making sure to understand why they want to go into this space, what they want to achieve, what are that, their objectives uh, going into this, this space. And, uh, and then around that, we can build, like for, for any, any launch brand, uh, we can build a communication plan uh, depending on what communities they are targeting. And yeah. It's uh, interesting to me because for me, when the way I see it as an observer, even just 20 years ago, we saw that not many luxury brands would even have websites. But on the other hand, I see that they, not all of them, but majority of them, to me, it feels like they want to be in this uh, space. They are interested in NFTs, in digital fashion. And to me, this is actually quite interesting to see the change with 20 years ago and today, you know, very big luxury brands, they refuse to sell online. And the same luxury brands, I'm not going to name them, today are getting into NFTs. So it, it's interesting. Why do you think the reason for that is? It's because they understand that uh, this is a new new channel, a new distribution and communication channel. When you go into NFT uh, as a brand, it allows you to engage your current or future buyer at the very beginning of the creation process, for instance, for, for, for a brand. So you can engage more your user. And it allows you also to communicate on on new channel. Uh, as Alexi mentioned, most of the young generation today spend a lot of time in those uh, virtual worlds, and wants to truly own the assets that they are wearing, for instance. So that's why they are jumping in today because they realize that that's what those generation are expecting, and it allows them to reach those new generation. Yeah, I think that the difference uh, between what we see now uh, and what happened for e-commerce, for example, and by the way, we always use that example when we pitch to brands or investors, you know, the example of the fact that brands 10 years ago I didn't understand uh, the urge for e-commerce. Uh, e mm -hmm. um, now the difference, I think that the market came on much quicker than, than for the e-commerce. E-commerce, yeah, people were buying online a lot of things, thanks to Amazon mainly, but they started to, to, to buy fashion, uh, yeah, fashion clothes as well, but there was still the, the problem around picking the right size and so on. So, you know, you could understand why brands were reluctant to go there. But now, especially around the NFT, we've seen there's a market. Nobody knows where it's going to go, that's for sure. But you know, in the past couple of years, we've seen there's a market and, and that market market keeps getting bigger and bigger. Uh, same for the gaming space. The game industry is, uh, is an industry, is a huge industry that is doing very well. Uh, thanks to the COVID, it did even better than yeah, before. That's right. Um, so it, it keeps growing and growing. And I think at some point, you know, brands are not stupid. They, they realize that they might be missing on on a new market and so it, it pushes them to 
to maybe move faster than, than expected. And what's really interesting between the, the, the NFT and the metaverse opportunities is that on the contrary to uh, games where actually, you know, it's the publishers, the developers, but more than that, the publishers, the game publishers who really um, committed to that space first and who built the platforms and the ecosystem and etc. And so they are the ones who right now gather most of the of the revenue from the players. Mm-hmm. And so the brands are left out with, you know, a tiny portion of that. Maybe that's going to change. But on the NFT part, it's very different. It becomes an opportunity for a brand to make revenue. And that's that's very different. That's a very different scenario. So it, it, in a way, it becomes even more credible uh, as an opportunity because if if it's well done, then you can create revenue out of that. And so that that changes the game. I see. Can you explain a little bit more, especially to someone like me? How will that work? Let's say, how can I make money from as a luxury brand from an NFT? I'm sure Florent will explain it better than me. Uh, Yeah, so as I said, making uh, NFT, it's all about creating a community. So luxury brand, but I think it's it's a a wrong angle to to only talk about luxury brands because any brand that has production creation, uh, sorry, a creation process and a distribution process can be impacted by NFT. So when you create a digital collection, and you release this collection in a video game or in the metaverse in general, first of all, you, you, you sell those NFTs. So you, you generate a new revenue stream with a digital collection. Then uh, the second good thing about NFT is that in your contract, in, in a contract that's linked to the NFT, you can have uh, royalties that each time your digital collection uh, is being sold between a user to another, mm-hmm. uh, you, can, to, you can have royalties. So it, cre- it creates some new revenue stream for, for brands. And Alexi, correct me if I'm wrong, but all the brands we are talking to uh, today on our side uh, are not going into NFT for the revenue. It's maybe the last thing that come into the discussion when we talk about it. And the first argument for brands going into NFT is the first one is to reach a younger generation and to go where people meet. As Alexi explained, a lot of people today uh, uh, hung out uh, in uh, Counter-Strike or in uh, uh, Fortnite, for instance. Mm-hmm. It's more about communication and visibility in those digital space than making money. Of course, uh, money is like the cherry on the cake for them because everyone uh, knows that uh, the money you can make uh, with NFT, but it's definitely not the first reason when we talk with brands today. Yeah, for sure. Maybe I explained it uh, badly, but I was referring between the opportunities, the differences between the opportunity in the in, in the metaverse, uh, in the gaming space, and in uh, NFT campaigns, where basically you are trying to do a bit of the same. So you're trying to target a younger audience. You're try, trying to target a much more engaged uh, yeah. audience. And that is present in, in the virtual space. But on one hand, you will have to go through a publisher eventually, uh, if you want to sell your collection within a game. And on the other hand, for NFTs, you have the opportunity, which is much riskier, by the way, to sell it on your own. And you're controlling because 
you're controlling this asset, you're controlling the revenue of this asset. So it's it's really, uh, um, and that was not my intent to say, uh, let's do NFCs to make money, but it's really two different avenues where on one hand, you can control uh, through the digital property of your designs, etc., the level of rarity of the asset that you're releasing, that you're selling, and you're also controlling how uh, the revenue that you will make out of it uh, is going to be redistributed. And you have, you have brands that actually launch NFT campaigns where the revenue that they make is going to uh, charity, for example. Um, but but the, the, the key difference is that you're taking care of that on your own and you have the possibility to decide on your own how this is going to work. Whereas just like when you go through an independent uh, distributor, you don't uh, manage all the parameters uh, until the consumer uh, buys this item. So when you sell your skins to uh, one game or another, uh, you have to uh, comply to the way the skins are going to be sold, uh, the kind of revenue share that you will get. Uh, you will have access to a bigger audience that is already there because those people, they are already engaged in the game with or without the brand. It's a different, uh, it's a different proposal, but you will have to play along the rules of uh, uh, somebody else which is not the case for the NFT. And that brings me to the next question in some ways, because not all luxury brands, fashion brands, want to be in this world. They've said so already. How can the brand protect themselves? You know, I'm talking about, for example, Hermes. You probably read as well, they are suing over the use of its trademark name on a digital space. How can brands protect themselves? Do you think that uh, Hermes is saying, I'm not going to be in this world. If they are not in this uh, area, how can they protect themselves? I think it's, uh, you know, it's still quite early. We'll see mm -hmm. uh, new generations of uh, NFTs with uh, maybe more complete encapsulation of what does it mean in terms of rights, etc., etc. There is still a gray area between what the NFT grants you and the laws of the copyright, which also are different in different countries. And that will only happen when everybody uh, gets around the table to discuss, okay, is there a legal basis for an NFT? What does it mean? Uh, yeah. Does it correspond to specific uh, laws in this or that countries, etc.? And that is still unclear, or at least it's unclear and it's not... Uh, uh, also not yet known by consumers because when whenever you buy an NFT, because you're not just buying a product off the shelf, you should understand what kind of rights does the certificate give you about this, this, uh, this subject. Uh, so it gets very technical very quickly. And I think we need to educate, well, everybody uh, needs to be educated uh, about where are the best solutions out there to protect the IP uh, of brands and of creators, of uh, talents, etc., artists. And how do we make those protections clear enough for the people who, when, whenever they buy an NFT, they know uh, the kind of rights that they get 
uh, and that they you know they can gauge the the value of uh, of what they will be uh, bidding uh, for. I see. Yeah, and we see the same thing uh, with the brands we are talking to. Uh, some of them start to ask us to, you know, in, in an NFT, you can put uh, several digital files. So you can put an image, a video, whatsoever. And you can also put some PDF if you want. Yeah. Uh, so basically any kind of digital file. They are asking us to put into the NFT. So the image of uh, whatever it is, plus a digital PDF or certificate that explain what the buyer will be allowed to do uh, with uh, the, the certificate, uh, with the NFT, sorry. Uh, so yeah, as Alexi mentioned, uh, we will see a lot of uh, new initiative coming uh, from brands and their and and their lawyer. I think it's kind of the same today. If you want to build like a, a Nike website with with their logo, uh, you can do it on your own, but you are going to face some uh, some uh, uh, legal <laughs> legal problem. So we we will see the the space is moving fast and uh, brands are well aware uh, that they need to protect themselves so the first steps that we see with brands is that they're asking us to put like a, a paper in each nft that explain what you are allowed to do with it if you are allowed to reproduce it to uh, create uh, and produce a real t-shirt for example for for digital shirts and that explain and details everything you can do with uh, with the nft it's very interesting and you actually answered the question I, I kind of had, which was what advice would you have for fashion brands, whether they are small or established, what will your advice be? Should I try to get into NFT? Should I wait? If I get into it, what should I do? If I don't get it into it, what should I do? I think it's nice to try as soon as possible. Even if you are a small brand? Yeah, because uh, whatever you are, big or small brand, I'm truly convinced that any brand with a creation and distribution process will be impacted sooner or later, but you will be impacted. I see. And uh, the brands we are talking to, small or big, we are telling them to go in always with a small supply because it's new. You are going to target first uh, crypto native, but also ex your existing community as a brand. And only a small portion of your audience will be interesting in that. So it's always worth it to do a try, but a small one uh, with a low supply and also to take some time to communicate on it because we saw, we see a lot of initiative from brands uh, saying we are going into NFT and then one week later releasing uh, a huge collection of, of NFT. And I think that's a worst approach that you can I have see. as a brand. And every time we talk with them, we told them, okay, maybe take uh, at least a month uh, of uh, communication and education post uh, with your community, explain your community why it is important for you today to go into, explain what is your long-run vision with NFT and show them that you, you understand why it is important to go into for you. Uh, and then after that, uh, we recommend to do a low supply every time, uh, okay. at least to, to try first. And how much will that cost a small grant? 
it's very complicated to answer because depending on the complexity they want in terms of 3D, uh, if you want to do a very simple uh, T-shirt, uh, it can be done in two days, but uh, for some more complicated, uh, I'm, I'm here, I'm talking only about wearables, but if you want to do a more complicated stuff, it can be up to three weeks for just a single piece of uh, of uh, digital clothing, so it really depends on um, on the complexity they want. But I think with a, with a five k budget, you can already have some very nice things and uh, a small collection, a small digital collection. And finally, where do you see the future going of NFTs of the fashion industry? Some people say it's just a buzz. It's just uh, you know fashion brands jumping into the bandwagon. Everyone excite, is excited about it. It's not going to last. And there's another group who is saying that's the future. I can already feel your answer will be the second one, that it's here to stay. But I would like to hear from you as well what your opinion is. Yeah, for sure. I'm working in that space, so I do believe it's going to be the future. It's always difficult to answer that question because nobody knows, right? And we've, we've seen the same thing over and over again with e-commerce, with uh, internet with uh, vr etc so i think it to me that's not really important what the future is going to be there is one thing that uh i hinted at at the beginning which is brands will have to evolve, evolve their production cycle to turn to digital production so designers will have to design in 3d the design process will have to use 3d as well samples will not be produced physically anymore I mean, you know, that's just a very sensible way of thinking because it's faster to design in 3D. It's cheaper because you don't have to produce all the samples and it's much more uh, eco-responsible as well. So that will happen at some point, just like it happened with other uh, industries. Fashion is probably the last ones to, to do everything, uh, you know, physically. And from that time on, you will have digital twins, digital doubles of fashion clothes from the very beginning of the production cycle. So it will be much easier to create, you know, skin versions of those outfits very early on so that they're ready when the fashion show is happening, when the collection is about to launch, when the clothes are ready to be in store. So it creates a lot of opportunities. And similarly to 3D and fashion, I think we will see more and more, let's say, combination of NFTs with games. Maybe game publishers will open to uh, crypto assets as well. We are seeing new uh, type of uh, games based on uh, on blockchain uh, that are uh, you know crypto natives and that allow uh, those kind of uh, NFTs to be uh, plugged in in every uh, type of game. And that's the kind of future we believe in because that's that's where SkinVaders really shines by being able to provide a given number of version of the same item for all the different game platforms or metaverses that exist and that need the technically different files. Yeah, it's kind of the same for me with discussion with brands. We what I see is that it opens doors to to new distribution channel and new engagement channel for for their community it allow if you are buying a physical piece to get for instance a digital 
twin that you can use uh, in your favorite video games. You can create some new engagement uh, online on games that the rewards, uh, it's a physical piece to claim in store. So it's create some new way to, to touch and engage, engage this new generation. And as I mentioned earlier, for those generations, there is no physical versus uh, digital. It's, it's only their daily life. And they, they want to have an end-to-end -end experience. So meaning maybe sometimes it starts in video game and end uh, in, a, in a physical shop. And sometimes the world one, it starts in the physical shop and end in a video game. So what we are creating with, uh, with Alexi and uh, we, we are allow allowing brands to, to, to put a step in, into that and we, we are facilitating uh, their daily life to go into those, uh, those digital space. I see. Well, thank you guys very much. This was such an interesting conversation. And I can just tell you, as I even learned a lot myself. At least I'm definitely more clear about what NFTs, what digital world is, what metaverse is when it comes to and how fashion and luxury brands can work coming to this space, even if you are a small brand. And I really appreciate the fact that you took time today to speak with me. Thank you, Neri. It was nice. <laughs>